Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents for another Saturday today. Well, the day that you'll be listening to this broadcast is Saturday the 16th of May. We are recording on Friday the 15th of May. Good morning, and finally I get to say two words. My name's Pierre, and that's right, Asia Pacific Currents again, brought to you by... Australia Asia Worker Links, that's right. And if you want to find us on the web, you can do that by going to all the w's.aawl.org.au. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. So look us up on those social media platforms. And we continue to post news and information about uh, labour movement activities across the Asia Pacific current, uh, Asia Pacific region. That's right. And on today's program, it's actually a rather long interview. So we've only got a couple of uh, news items from the, from the region. But also to remind people, there is going to be a special fundraising event for 3CR Radio in the next few weeks. So stay, stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned, but also if you want to just donate, please just donate because we can't run our regular Radiothon like we normally do but we are still, as ever, dependent on your financial resources to maintain our financial resources. And that uh, interview, Giselle? Uh, We, in the second part of the program, we're going to be listening to a story about um, May Day and other COVID-19-related crises in Iran. So we're going to look at the economic situation, we're going to look at the situation for workers and prisoners also. But Fantastic. So time now. We might as well go st- for news from around the region. <laughs> Our timing is impeccable. I'll is. start with the with the first one where scores of migrants workers were killed recently in India. Ever since the Indian government imposed a total lockdown in late March, there have been numerous reports of the effects this has had on workers, especially the estimated 100 million migrant workers. Many have been left stranded with no job no housing and no food and forced to walk thousands of kilometers back to their villages. Last week in the state of Maharashtra, 16 migrant workers were killed in their sleep when a train ran over them. The group had been walking back to their villages and had not known that some freight trains were still running and that's why they slept on their tracks. While the government has announced the of special trains and buses now for migrant workers, the reality so far is that this response is not adequate to uh, face up to the millions of migrant workers who are stranded. And moving now to Iraq, on the 6th of May, the Iraqi parliament voted for another replacement prime minister, electing Mustafa al-Khadami. Mustafa is seen as a pragmatist with links to most factions due in part to his previous role of a former director of the Iraqi National Intelligence Service. While the mass protests had subsided in recent weeks due to the outbreak of COVID-19, 
Demonstrators officially returned to the streets on the 10th of May. Protests have reappeared in all major central and southern Iraqi cities. A number of demonstrators have already been killed and injured by security forces and various armed militias. The protesters put out a statement on Monday the 11th of May, stating that since the start of October of last year, they've demanded the downfall of the government and the dissolution of the current parliament. These demands have not changed. And Pierre, I think that is all we've got time for in relation to news from around the, re the region. Uh, and coming up next, we will bring you that interview with our comrades from Iran. Uh, but right now, we'll go to some community announcements. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. And welcome back to Asia Pacific Currents. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. We're going to go straight into that interview from the Association in Defence of Freedom in Iran, and he starts off here by telling us uh, a little bit about that organization. Uh, my name is Hassan. I'm a spokesman of the Association in Defense of uh, Freedom in Iran, ADFI. Uh, okay. Our organization uh, is uh, an independent organization dedicated uh, to be the voice of the workers of Iran. We have seen that Iran's response to the COVID-19 crisis has been very mixed. What is the situation yes. in Iran uh, in relation to the lockdown and for freedoms in this particular period? Uh, yes, uh, as you mentioned, uh, um, you know, in your question, uh, Iran's uh, attitude and Iran's um, response to this uh, COVID-19 is contradictory. I mean, it's very different. Uh, nobody understands it from outside. But I would like to explain to you. 
Uh, in Iran, uh, the first uh, corona patient uh, was found on the last week of the January. But the first public statement uh, about uh, an outbreak, uh, you know, outbreak uh, virus, uh, um, came on February 19, almost uh, four weeks after the patient's, uh, I mean, the symptoms. Today, uh, because of the government's mismanagement, and not being transparent with its own people. Iran has one of the world's uh, worst outbreak of the coronavirus. Uh, Iran is almost the second, uh, you know, rank on this, uh, you know, death tolls. Uh, Iran has lied and is lying uh, to its own people about the coronavirus outbreak. And I should explain that <clears throat> the official death toll is around the uh, 6,500 by now, uh, but the real number, uh, as it goes, you know, the, the people, you know, revealed it, um, and almost uh, one of the uh, UN officials emphasized it is five times higher than this number. Uh, National Council of Resistance in Iran, the main opposition, uh, with the headquarters in Paris, uh, put this number at uh, 41,000. Uh, they have reliable sources in cities, grassroots, and uh, especially in hospitals. The Iranian government is currently reopening and uh, reporting, you know, I'm just saying that uh, a decline in the number of COVID-19 inf infections and deaths. But at the same time, ironically, local authorities are expanding cemeteries uh, in places, uh, as you may saw it in the internet, uh, you know, the satellite uh, pictures. In Tehran, the municipal council said that uh, it had to add uh, 10,000 new graves uh, to its largest cemetery, uh, which is called Beheshte Zahra. Uh, you may see it in the, you know, internet's uh, pictures uh, from the satellites. Uh, also, I want to, uh, yes, I want to mention uh, a little bit about the condition of the hospitals uh, in Iran. Uh, the hospitals are in shortage of uh, healthcare units. Nurses have to wash their own masks or sterilize the, them in regular ovens, you know, because there is a lack of, uh, you know, the healthcare units. Uh, others wrapped uh, their bodies in plastic bags and they bought at uh, supermarkets. Uh, as it is uh, contradictory and amazing that Iran, uh, on one hand, uh, asking uh, for $5 billion loan from International Monetary Funds, IMF, but on the other hand, uh, when last month doctors, uh, doctors without borders, uh, they have been expelled from the country after two days by uh, security forces. Uh, and it's amazing, you know, by the uh, reporters, journalists. Uh, let me tell you another example. On Wednesday, April 22, uh, the Iranian regime revolutionary guards uh, launched a ballistic missile. They launched it to the orbit, to the Earth orbits under the pretext of uh, sending a satellite into orbit. Uh, less than two weeks ago, also another example, uh, 
less than these are contradictory uh, you know uh, news that I am telling you uh, no, less than two weeks ago yes that's fine yes less than uh, two weeks ago uh, the wealth uh, whole I mean World Health Organization sent more than uh, four and a half tons of uh, protective tools and material for doctors and nurses to Iran. But then after two days, uh, some parts of this package, you know, uh, it's found in uh, Lebanon. It's uh, also amazing. Also, the authorities uh, sold these uh, who equipments uh, on the black market. And meanwhile, Tehran uh, has intensified its crackdown on websites and social media activity, activists uh, and, uh, you know, arrested uh, many activists and journalists uh, because they revealed uh, the real number of the death tolls and the crisis and the, the hospital situation. The day before yesterday, uh, Iran's chief cyber police, you know, they have a cyber police. Uh, uh, Iran's chief cyber police said uh, 320 Iranian has been detained uh, for what he called uh, disrupting public opinion. Uh, so uh, they arrested uh, 320 Iranian. Inside the um, economic collapse, the urgency created by the economic collapse, the brutality towards the workers, the opening, the reckless opening up of the economy once again with no regard for health and safety. Um, yes. In all of that, we do know that workers are still pushing back, fighting back. We saw some reports around May Day that some demonstrations took place in Iran. Tell, tell us uh, what happened uh, around May Day and also what continues to happen, how workers are continuing to struggle with the added uh, cause yes. of repression being the lockdowns and the, um, and the uh, closure because of COVID. Uh, let me explain to you. Uh, first, I want to give you some records. Uh, in Iran, we have, according to latest records, uh, 10 million workers, uh, which is 12% uh, of the population. Uh, however, with the crippled economic situation right now, the middle classes uh, are now joining the workers because there is no uh, job right now. And exact number of working people in Iran is much higher than 10 millions. Uh, you understand the situation. However, a million of Iranian workers uh, celebrated May, May 1st with, you know, a small gathering, um, you know, in some places in some parks and areas uh, they celebrated may 1st uh, uh, although the iranian um, security forces uh, cracked down on their gatherings uh, in the pretext of the being a coronavirus and outbreak and something like this they prevent these gatherings uh, the international labor day uh, while being under huge pressure has been taken place the security forces banned and protest uh, gathering by workers under the pretext of corona. Even before the outbreak, Iran stood uh, way below the international standards in regards to workers' rights. Uh, and about workers' economic situation, I should say, uh, workers' wage and the monthly salary are not paid for months. You know, 
Iran says, for example, we have economic situation right now, we have crisis, wait for one, one month, two months, three months, and for these uh, salaries uh, are not paid for months. Workers have to get loans and pay interests. Uh, even they sell their organs to pick waste to make end meats. You know, in Iran, they sell organs. No, in no other countries, they do this. Uh, you know, they, they sell it uh, to, to just continue their life. On April 28, one of the official daily uh, run paper wrote, I mean, their official, official paper in Iran said, more than 96% of the workers registered contracts are temporary and about 3 million unofficial workers in factories uh, work on a daily pay basis without insurance and certificate you know uh, the people in Iran the workers uh, life is not guaranteed 100% not guaranteed uh, the coronavirus caused a new wave of unemployment uh, with a large number of workers being either laid off or relieved uh, of their duties without pay, very easily. I mean, no other countries is like Iran. Uh, many workers uh, who have no choices but to go work to earn a living are vulnerable to be contracted by corona. Their life and living condition have made them powerless in fighting uh, this disease. Um, even some journalists who have come to Iran, they see this, but nobody believe it outside. Uh, I should say also, I mean, on May 3, workers and combined cycle power plant in Western city of, as an example, you know, workers and combined cycle power plant uh, in Western city of Sanandaj. Uh, Sanandaj is uh, just uh, in west of Iran, in Kurdistan province, which is a ethnic minorities, uh, protested uh, to demand their unpaid wages. Around uh, 250 workers have not received their paychecks or have received partial wages. Uh, right now, the poverty line uh, wage uh, is about $148. Uh, it is not believable. I mean, and uh, it's not comparable to any other country because, you know, the inflation rate is 45 to 50%. The economic growth is minus 7%. Uh, nobody believes it. It's minus 7%. It's according to, to the scientific uh, consensus in the United States. Uh, after the outbreak of corona, according to the Parliamentary Research Center, which is uh, run by the officials inside Iran, more than 6.5 million people lost their jobs. And uh, you know that right now oil revenue has almost reached zero in Iran. So there is no revenue even. But uh, you know that officials in Iran has a lot of money in their banks, uh, even inside Iran. Uh, Supreme Leader has one uh, large and huge uh, asset reserves that they belong to their own, uh, you know, expenditures. Uh, several Iranian uh, social economic experts uh, affiliated with the Iranian regime have warned about this situation, and they said that the dire living uh, 
dire living uh, condition of Iranian workers would lead to violent protests in the future. That is warning that they said to the government. That's, I think, uh, a brief uh, explanation of what's going on in Iran. I, I didn't notice if you spoke about the situation for political prisoners. Do you want to say what is happening with political prisoners, um, uh, the conditions in those prisons, and uh, what, uh, particularly with the COVID, um, and the, the number of prisoners that were released, but of course the political prisoners were not released? Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, uh, you are right. Uh, uh, that's a very good question at this moment. Uh, in Iran, the number of prisoners infected with the coronavirus is increasing, especially the political prisoners. As you said, uh, in, in Iran, the, in prisons, uh, the poor health condition in prisons uh, is not new. Uh, anybody knows that uh, prison environment is severe, severely contaminated. Uh, Iran prisons uh, now have turned into the epicenter for spreading a virus. In most prisons, the uh, number of corona cases are on the rise and uh, there is no adequate medical treatments. Uh, given that uh, prisons uh, is a closed uh, space and in Iran, uh, they use a small space for a crowded people because of the cost and everything. Uh, it's inhuman uh, you know, treatment, lacking uh, proper nutrition, lacking adequate health and medical facilities, and uh, with um, high population density inside. Uh, you know what happened, the coronavirus uh, in this situation will increase and rise every day. Uh, coronavirus infection threatened the lives of many prisons despite the issue of two directives uh, by the head of the judiciary system. Uh, his uh, name is uh, Ibrahim Raisi. He issued uh, two directives and grant uh, the prisoners to leave the prisons. Uh, but uh, you know, political prisoners are exempted uh, from these directives. It is deliberately, uh, according to the judiciary, the legal status of this uh, detainees in, is in Iran is uh, they define it detained to uh, the political prisoners, including including those uh, arrested during the November protests. Uh, a special uh, UN UN special rapporteur in, on human rights uh, calls uh, for release of uh, all prisoners. The release of uh, political prisoners uh, is blocked by security and judicial system the same day. And it's, it's also amazed the United Nations uh, institutions. Uh, on March 16, 2020, uh, 128 uh, prisoners in wards uh, number one, two, three, and four of Evin prison, uh, which is a notorious uh, prison in north of Tehran, they went on hunger strike in protest of their uh, exposure to this dangerous uh, virus disease. And uh, they have a deplorable state of health and food. Uh, the Iranian regime started uh, this new uh, 
to a new wave of executions in April 2020, I mean, about one month ago. While the novel coronavirus has engulfed the country and spread to Iran's prison. Uh, I should add this uh, records also the authorities executed at least uh, 32 in individuals in 14 cities. This news is just announced by themselves. They hang the include UNIL offenders and members of the ethnic minorities. Uh, several of those executed have had involved in protest uh, over prisons condition and the failure of the authorities to temporarily release them amid the COVID-19 pandemic. This is a brief uh, explanation of what's going on in political prisoners' uh, situations. How will Iranians survive this COVID-19 period? How will they survive the economic crisis? How will they survive uh, the repression? And what is next for the movement for liberation, for emancipation, for freedom for the workers of Iran? People of Iran are hopeful that the situation will dissolved uh, and uh, they find a new and open way to be, be just pave this wave uh, through the future. Uh, coronavirus cases, uh, you know, causes wave on unemployment among Iranian and especially workers. Uh, the lack of government support for the industries and factories uh, during the coronavirus outbreak has compelled them to lay off their workers. Official estimates of the number of unemployed workers, as I told you, uh, it is now 6.4 million, millions. Uh, I mean, uh, daily life of the people is also terrible. Uh, as an example, I want to tell you that, uh, for example, Associated Press uh, uh, recently sent one of these reporters to Iran and uh, he talked to one of the taxi drivers. Uh, he said, uh, we are at the highest risk than anybody else because we are constantly in touch with people. You know, in taxis, they are constantly in touch with the people. He added, uh, we have no choice but to work because we cannot afford to sleep at home and not to work with uh, these high prices. I mean, this is one example of the situation in Iran. Uh, also, I want to add uh, some news, uh, some reports by the state-run daily, uh, like, for example, Sharp newspaper. It's uh, Sharp is one of the daily state-run daily newspaper. Uh, he wrote uh, this newspaper wrote uh, on April 24 uh, that some. 600,000 uh, officially hired workers have been laid off in short period uh, spanning from March 15 up until April. I mean, about two weeks. In another report, the same newspaper reported, it says that on April uh, 27, uh, it wrote, uh, in the last 10 days, at least 100,000 workers in the northern province uh, have been laid off. I mean, Mazandaran is the northern province uh, in Iran, uh, that only 100,000 workers, uh, at least in 10 days, they have been laid off. 
this is only a portion of the numbers that uh, the local authorities of these cities and provinces are announcing. Uh, another example says, one of the officials says, it is likely that the events of November uh, 2019 will repeat themselves. And if the government doesn't make a logical decision uh, during this time and continues uh, what he's been doing, uh, popular Iran protests will erupt again. So he, he mentioned and he uh, says that uh, uh, there is a kind of, uh, you know, uprising. Uh, the situation is in, in Iran is says like a powder keg. I mean, it's very explosive. And he, he says that uh, this time more severely. Uh, you know that uh, in November of 2019, there were protests in 192 cities. It, it was because of the gas price hike. Uh, during two days, there was a very huge uprising in Iran. And now the, the main obsessions, uh, I mean, uh, of the government uh, authorities, and especially the supreme leader in Iran is uh, uh, uprising because the situation of the society is like powder keg and uh, very explosive. They are afraid and they're fearful of this uh, uprising that they said maybe a year soon will happen. That was an interview with our comrades from the Association in Defence of Freedom in Iran. And that is all we've got time for on today's program of Asia Pacific Currents. Pierre. That's right, Jalal. There was another interesting program. I didn't get to say much, but that's all right. A lot of uh, your oh, work. You're used to it to now, aren't you? That. <laughs> Uh, oh, Giselle, that's right. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. There's lots of issues happening with workers all around the, the region, and we'll certainly be back bringing you more stories. So thanks for listening. Keep supporting us and 3CR Radio, and we'll be back next week. My name is Pierre Morrow. I'm Giselle Hannah.